Here's Emmanuel Thomas again, finding that pocket of space. Left footed shooting. Oh, what a goal! What a goal that is! Lambert with a strike. Oh, what a tremendous goal from Lambert! Ricky Lambert won't score a better goal than that. Must be 40 yards out. What a volley that Could was! Could be a chance for Bulldog. It's Brian! Oh, it's a goal! Bristol born, Bristol bred. Has the goal. It could decide the Bristol derby. Here we are. We're back. Back again. Yes, the podcast dedicated to Bristol football. That's, let's be honest, has about the same credibility as Lionel Messi's recent Ballon d'Or win. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what have you been? Uh, we've been really busy, haven't we? Working on the podcast, making it great. <laughs> Now we let it go for a bit because we've been busy, busy blokes, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was clear Rovers were going to get relegated. So I didn't really want to be part of a, a Bristol football podcast talking about that, really. And I can understand that because I was gearing up for a big relegation party, um, which I still managed to have um, just without you there. Um, yeah, yeah, that was always coming. I can understand why you'd want to sort of bury your head in the sand being a Bristol Rovers fan. No, yeah, you've got to do it sometimes, haven't you? But couldn't let our 650 listeners down. Yeah, yeah. From UK to Thailand. Yeah, if you are listening in Thailand, then hello. Um, <laughs> what you have any business listening to our podcast for, I don't really know. Um, get to the beach, mate. But yeah, all over the world now. World, Mr. Worldwide, they've been calling me. Got listeners in Brazil. And let's be honest, they know top quality football when they see it. That is true. That is also true. Um, lots of likings Bristol City to the, the uh, Brazil team. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I can imagine they can uh, relate to us that way. In what way? Um, good question. No idea. No idea, but it's nice to be out in Brazil anyway. Maybe we could do a tour. <laughs> Worldwide. Yeah, for that one bloke in Brazil. You got uh, a bit of a touchline ban, didn't you? Yeah, recently, yeah, start of the season. Um, disgrace to Bristol football, I, I heard. Uh, that, the, the, the word disgrace was banded around by the FA, I have to say. Um, I'm not proud of my actions. Um, thought they were a bit heavy-handed on the on the fine and the ban, but... Um, what, what, what was the fine and the ban? Uh, so it was a three-game ban and a £75 fine. Um, for my antics on a touchline down at um, Fry's Club. To put this into context, I was looking at managers that have been banned. Okay. So, Alan Pardew. Yeah. Got a seven-game ban for headbutting Hull City's David Myler. A seven-game? Yeah. Okay, right. Um, Roy Keane was given a five-match ban for claiming he deliberately went out to hurt Haaland. Okay. For that tackle. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How long was he given? Sorry, five. Five. Okay, yeah. A deliberate, so effectively sort of assault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was claimed he brought the game into disrepute. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Paul Lintz got a five-game ban for violently pushing an official. Violently pushing? Yeah, not just pushing, violently pushing. So okay. To... Yeah, so again, assault. Yeah. Yes. Brian Clough um, got less uh, for hitting a fan, I believe. 
Yeah, I no doubt he deserved it, but I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your crime against football? Um well I called the referee a wanker. Uh and that was it really. Um being a referee is not easy on a Saturday in Bristol at any level. I'm not here to say I was in the right. Um but it was ref very poorly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I and and you know I was told to think, look, mate, it's not the Premier League. And I understand for some, it's not the Premier League. Of course it's not. He's there for 30 quid. But for some of these people, it is their Premier League, isn't it? Mm. So who are, the, who are you to tell me it's not the Premier League? Um, yeah, I get passionate. I think everyone does. So I think there's a fine line between appeal and, um, you know, an actually genuine abuse. Um yeah, I've got nothing against the referee. I've got nothing against the decisions that were made. Um, well, you do. I, I think it was a bit heavy-handed, mate. I was there. It was one of my rare outings for Ormsbury this year. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. A sterling job at right back, that day. Um, uh, we did lose the game, so um, how good were you? Uh, and the referee, it, it was a, a very bizarre... Yeah, every now and then you get one, one guy or one ref or, you know, there's a few around but now we're obviously paying the price for it and paying the price for the abuse because now we're having to source referees or ref the games ourselves um so i guess there is a level of respect that we do need to adhere to and i will I'll hold my hands up fair enough i was in the wrong should not have had a go at the ref um but don't like ban me jesus do you know what i mean <laughs> like what do you know what I mean? like where oh, you can't ban me from a park yeah it's always an interesting one that isn't it it's banning someone from a park Oh. Yeah, the sky cameras weren't looking. Uh, but yeah, they have to creep you into the dressing room like they did with Mourinho back at, back for Chelsea in the, in the wash basket. Yeah, no, not quite. No, I stayed away. I did. You know, I served the ban. I think it was right. But um, but no, I I come on, give us a break. But you cannot deny or confirm that you're going for a walk in that park that day. Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny that I was in the trees. Anyway, so it's nearly Christmas. Um, do you have a good summer? Um, it was pretty eventful, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was probably the closest footballing great story that we could have come to, really, in the summer, uh, in my lifetime. Getting to the final, that was pretty special, football-wise, don't you think? Yeah, that was pretty amazing. And uh, we were there in the Italian end. We were. We were. We managed to secure tickets. In with the uh, the diehard Italians. Yeah, we should state we, we did have tickets. We didn't break into Wembley. We were not the break-ins, but we did get affected by it, didn't we? Yeah. Um, we were only allowed in five minutes before kickoff, mm. uh, which we missed Sweet Caroline. And and it looked like we, it felt like we were sharing our seat with other people. Yeah, yeah. I think they, the people who jumped in... I've, I've been reading about it this week. They've done the big um, review. review. Yeah, they've gone a review into it. And uh, and they're saying that it was obviously, and I completely agree with the review. It genuinely, I think people would have died if something went wrong in that stadium. Oh yeah, and there was a, I saw a report of somebody stealing someone's wheelchair to get in. Yeah, that um, we've done our country proud. Yeah, yeah, I think our our hopes for um, a World Cup to be hosted or a Euro tournament to be hosted purely in England has probably been dented somewhat. But then I also saw a picture of people um, or a, a video clip of people storming a, a concert the other day. Don't know whose it was. It was over in America, but, you know, they were storming through the ticket gate, same as we were in England. So um, you're not going to get that banning order from what? All the rest of the JLS concerts they got to go to? <laughs> you can't ban someone from that, so... 
Um, so yeah, I think football is sort of dealt with a bit disproportionate. I mean, let's be honest. If you're saying that we're going to get to a final, you kind of ex- expect that to happen in a way because we can't behave ourselves when when we when it gets to the we get a bit excited. The shock came when we come off the tube onto the Wembley Way and you looked at out and it was bedlam. Yeah, um, people, you're wading through people on huts and roofs. And yeah, people letting off flares. Um, you were about sort of foot deep in cans and glass. Uh, from all the beer, couldn't um, move. move. No phone signal. No phone signal. It was, um, yeah, it was almost like they didn't anticipate that. Um, you know, a quarter of well, Stoke mainly, wasn't it? A quarter yeah. of Stoke were going to come <laughs> down, um, ticketless, and hang about on Wembley Way. So, uh, yeah, should have been sort of foreseen. What would have happened if we won that? Uh, I did um, read in the review that obviously. Uh, if there was a there was a plan for the full time whistle to go, obviously England would have won, and everyone was going to storm the stadium at that point. Um, that, yeah. yeah, I do think that would have been worse. That would have been pretty bad. So, thanks Rashford for missing the penalty. You've quite possibly saved my life. <laughs> Instead, we got to watch uh, Italy lift the trophy in an empty stadium. We did. Well, I'm proud that we we stayed to see them lift it. We did. We were very close to the friends and family of the team. Yeah. And they celebrated right in front of us. Um, I felt that a personal attack, to be honest, uh, from the Italians. But yeah, they, it was, um, it was, a, it, it, how can you complain about getting to a Euro final at your home country's stadium? But I'm sure we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so Bristol football, how is the football messiah getting on? Nearly at the promised land? We're getting there, mate. One injury at a time. Um. Yeah, look, we picked up a win yesterday against Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Bottom of the league. Uh, only because yeah, yeah, I think they'd be right in the mix if they didn't have their uh, points deduction. But um, you say you're getting there. Are, are you really? Like... Uh, no. Well, I think I think the 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 you're seventeenth. Like when you hire last season. Uh, yeah, we were, and then we always finish around this point anyway, so I'm starting to think we might have a little resurgence in the second half of the season just for a late playoff spot. Or you could have a late relegation campaign. That's much more likely. The saving grace this season is there are four teams worse than us, and uh, point deductions carrying on, there's only going to be a benefit to Bristol City. We're going to finish in the bottom half, and uh, we're going to sell all of our fantastic 18-year-old players next summer, um, and we're going to have to start again and start again, and hopefully get Brunt in on a season-long loan. Have <laughs> you been to many games? Uh, no. No, only game I went to this season was, so far, um, in true Bristol City fashion, was the Blackpool game at the start of the season, and that was enough to put me off. Uh, last minute equaliser. Saw it coming a mile off, and I haven't been back since. I've been tempted. I've watched, I watched the Birmingham game on Sky, but I turned it off after we went 1-0 down. So you don't um, TV anymore. I wouldn't even be an armchair fan, mate. They are so uninspiring that, um, yeah, I, they're just not producing good football. And that's all we ask, isn't it? I don't mind losing, but lose well. Enough about me. This is not about Bristol City. This is about Bristol Rovers. What's happening down there? Uh, I've been to one game, similar to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job we started a podcast. Yeah, I was thinking, actually, like, I think we've actually created the worst kind of football fan. Like, 
We, just, we support terrible teams, so we don't even get enjoyment from it. Yeah. We don't go to the games. No, not very often. on TV. And to make it worse, we talk about them on the podcast. We are absolute helmets, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are, I'm everything I hate. And I quite enjoy that. Still, it's not as bad as being from Bristol and supporting Liverpool. That is very true. Um, you know, you're once or twice a season, you make it up there and you have the best out of your life and you play it, plaster it all over social media. Um, you know, I only think you can truly support a team when you're stood, I don't know, jilling them away. I think that's only when you truly can, and you lose one there on the last That's your minute. benchmark, is it? That's your benchmark, J- jilling, them, jilling them away until, you, yeah, in deep Kent. You've uh, you've got to go all the way out there, stand in the freezing cold and watch your team lose 1-0. That, the minute you do that, you can call yourself a fan. In that awful away stand. Yeah, the old temporary scaffold. So what, I imagine other fans probably benchmark Bristol Rovers as their sort of that with, with the away stand that we've got. It's right in the corner, no roof, cold, get wet. But lucky for them, there's a good chance of them winning down there. <laughs> so, so I bet they're not actually as disappointed as you think. Bristol Rovers win the ball. Trying to sign in now. Up there. Jeff Hughes. That's another great goal. What a display this is from Bristol Rovers. And Jeff Hughes with a lovely effort there. Straight out of the Ricky Lambert school of shooting, that one. But no, uh, yeah, win pizza one game. Um, and do you know what, actually? It's, I actually don't need to go to that many games because Joey Barton paints a pretty good picture after every game with his honest interviews. And very descriptive words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which we won't go into. No, we will not. Um, but uh, it feels like uh, it's turning a little bit. Third round of the FA Cup. We've strung a few wins together, lost against Forest Green, but um, we seem to be scoring goals. Um, I'm getting worried that he keeps calling players out in his interviews, though. Worried that, you know... Why, you know, old dog, new tricks and all that. He's going to be calling out players, surely. True. Um, Isn't that part of the appeal of Barton, though? What is refreshing honesty? Yeah. We seem to have got rid of, in, in his short time here, he's managed to get rid of a, a director of football. Yeah. A CEO. <laughs> so he's changing the backroom staff just... For his interviews. That man has more power than he should ever have had. But, um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. It, it, it's Unfortunately for us, we are in a pool of mediocrity of Bristol football, Bristol City and Rovers. You are picking up a bit of form. We've picked up a couple of wins. We've finally got the home win off our back. How long, um, how long was it since a home win? Oh, don't give me that. Too long, mate. Um, we're talking we talk a year or something. Yeah, yeah. We're t- well, in front of fans... It was around sort of 600 days. That's two years. Yeah. Yeah, around, obviously because of COVID. Rovers nearly went a year without winning away from home. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think that's, there's a charm in that, isn't there? Because then when the wins come, they feel so much better. Because a, a scrape 1-0 against Derby is not a very good result. But we still got a home win. And I'll tell you what, the Twitter admin at Bristol City will not let you forget it. i tell you what, <laughs> Derby County, the morale in that team must be so low. Can you imagine that? They're on the verge of literally going out of business. And, <laughs> and, and, and you can only beat them 1-0 <laughs> at home. <laughs> Uh, interestingly, that does leave Wayne Rooney without a win at Ashton Gate as a player, as a manager, and as a player manager. 
I wonder how many other teams he's done that. A normal bloke on a podcast would have researched that. Um, but I just want to make that clear for everyone, is that Wayne Rooney is a big loser when it comes to Ashton Gate. And his sort of three appearances there? Um, somebody did make a good point about the under-21s when we played Scotland down at Ashton Gate, and he did actually um, win the game. So... Does England count? I'm not sure. Club football. It definitely counts. Yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, you make that stat fit your own agenda. Yeah, yeah. And that's isn't that what Opta is? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, start of the season, what, what was your hopes and dreams for Bristol City? Start of the season was actually looking okay. I was not upset at all by the squad. I understand, understood it was going to be thin. I understood we weren't going to be dominating. We weren't going to be top two teams. Um, but I was quite happy. And I thought, you know, we could have, we could sneak sixth place, sixth place at the start of the season. Generally had a bit of optimism. I think every football fan does. Um, uh, only to be let down 90 minutes later against Blackpool when we conceded in the last minute. Um, and yeah, it was a real shame. And uh, what's your hopes and dreams now? Now, um, now we're what, hot, nearly halfway through the season. Nearly, I don't look at the table until Christmas. I never have. I never will. Um, <laughs> that, that famous saying. Yeah, well, I think, I think, you know, so much can happen, especially in the championship. I'm sure how close they are. The I'm sure they are. And they're not far off it. I don't think they'll escape it, but they're not far off. Um, I want us to avoid relegation and to hold on to our young players. That's all I want. The only expectation I have from Bristol City this season. Pretty low. So low. And and that's not my fault. That's their fault. <laughs> what about you? Talk me through your hopes at the start of this season. Um, so at the start of the season, I was quietly optimistic. Yeah. Joey Barton literally got put a whole new team together um, and it looked like we were getting some decent players in and yeah. then uh, first game of the season went down to 10 men our cl- new club captain sent off oh yeah the old journeyman oh Paul Coots Coots uh, but, but and then uh, it looks like and then obviously we didn't start very well um, so I think Joey Barson's tactic was just to bring in as much experience as possible and we seem to have raised the, the average age in our team quite yeah. high with the likes of uh, Glenn Whelan yes yes uh, you know you're big time as well now when you've got a player that's a pundit on Sky Sports that's true um, which probably suggests he doesn't train suggests that he yeah done a bit of a Calvert-Lewin there hasn't he yeah <laughs> mental um, but uh, I, I thought we'd go up um, but you what I thought we would, we would go up okay um, that's still possible. We played, but League Two is 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 such a poor league that you, you get a, once if you get the team to click, you can just rock it up the table. I see. But it's getting that team to click, which is at that level, which is quite difficult. Once it's ticking, though, do you think you are an unbeatable side? Um, well, Joey Barton's last interview was with miles off Forest Green Rovers, who are top of the league. It's a sad state of affairs when you're miles behind Forest Green Rovers, isn't it? Do you remember when Forest Green were the worst team in the South West and now they've overtaken Bristol Rovers? To be honest, we've been here before with Yeovil Town. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. It's Yeah, you are slipping. Luckily for us, we're still the best team in the South West. We we, we fought off Yeovil Town. Yeah. And they're, they're back to where they belong. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully the same will happen to Forest Green. We'll see, mate. We'll see. But, uh, but, right. 
quietly optimistic and uh, third round of the FA Cup is always always good fun. Do you think it's going to happen? I don't want to tempt fate. I hope it does happen. You would hope it does. I hope I it think, doesn't. I think we beat you. I think you're right. <laughs> and I want to back this up by saying we are a better side. We have better players. We have a better stadium. We have a better manager. We are far superior than Bristol Rovers. Yeah. But... Barton, I think, will get a tune out of those blokes when it comes to a local derby. And I think there'll be two red cards. I think there'll be seven yellow cards. I think it will be an all-out bloodbath and you will nick it in the last minute thanks to a Glen Whelan shin pad. <laughs> and I know that'll happen. And it's a, it's a no-win situation for C. I'd love to draw you in the FA Cup and beat you 6-0. If we win and we beat you 6-0, all that is said is, yeah, we were in the championship. Yeah, obviously, you should have beaten us. And I'd love for it to be the men, not Ashton Gate. That would worry me even more. I don't think... I think there are certain players in the Bristol City team that would struggle at the Memorial Stadium. They would not fancy it one bit. BBC will put it on like a Friday night. Oh, that would be a dream. Uh, Do you know what? That would be absolutely fantastic. And um, I... They'd never put it on a Friday night. Imagine Gloucester Road. Gloucester Road on a Friday night at Bristol City, Bristol Rovers in the third round of the FA Cup. I'm not being funny. We've just had our Swansea game moved to another Sunday afternoon. And, um, sorry, a Friday night. Um, and it's all just, yeah, yeah, the police, there is no way they're going to put a Friday night, um, Bristol Derby together. And probably rightly so. What for you makes Dean stand out? I selected him. I think there are a number of reasons. First of which, Dean has a number of attributes which make him an outstanding human. Um, and he's also an outstanding coach. So in uh, sort of Bristol-related news, yeah. Paul Cook has been sacked from Ipswich Town after three months in, in charge and Mark Ashton... Ashton strikes again. <laughs> he strikes again. A successful time at Ipswich. Yeah, um, I was I was having a look at some of the um, Ipswich reaction to it. They seem to think actually he probably should have gone. I think that's absolutely ludicrous, right? I think that's absolutely ludicrous. So what, seven points off the playoffs? Yeah, I think Paul Cook is a fantastic manager, and I actually wouldn't have complained if we signed him in the summer. If we had Paul Cook at Bristol City, I wouldn't I have. The Rovers fans were saying, let's get Paul Cook in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's another, it's a manager that has some kind of respect on him. Um, it is setting up perfectly for Lee Johnson to take over at Ipswich and you're having Ashton and Johnson mash up again. Um, best thing in the world actually because when they took Mark Ashton on as their um, director of football the Ipswich fans were very much saying no he's he's great we love him he's going to do the business for us um, give it free season you've played over inflated wages on on players that you wouldn't even want um, that Mark Ashton seems to know and nobody else um, it'll all go wrong I can't wait and this is just the first little step which you know is looking quite likely because Lee, Jin- Lee Johnson, sorry, is making some friends up at Sunderland at the weekend. Yeah, a bit of problem with him. He did turn around and give it the big V, didn't he? The old, uh, Winston. The, old Winston, the old Winston to the Sunderland fans. And to be honest, they do deserve it sometimes, but they are just a passionate bunch. Yeah, um, Sunderland the fans. Sunderland fans. Um, 
Yeah, he turned around and gave him the big Vs, mate. They obviously, he obviously wasn't happy with the stick. Booing him, calling him everything, which yeah, also deserved. But, um, but yeah, yeah, he, he gave the big Vs. It's not going well for him up there. It hasn't gone well for Paul Cook. There's an opening. I honestly think this may be the, uh, the Bristol City B team we're hoping to see. And I, saw, I was looking into Mark Ashton and Ipswich Town. Yes. Um, have you seen the video? Like, what is going on down there? Like, he, he's, does he ever, did he ever do that at Bristol City where he'd run into the fans and? No, because I think he would have most likely been punched in the face. Um, a ridiculous video that Ipswich Town have posted. Yes. Of him celebrating like he's the manager. Yeah, for a director of football to run down stairs, it sort of strikes me of the old Robbie Savage documentary we watched of him at Macclesfield. Oh, Macclesfield. Yeah, very, um, very involved for someone who should just be at the back, not making much noise. Um, yeah, he loves himself, doesn't he? he? Yeah, fair enough to him. I, I, it won't last long, and you will not see him running out, get or even speaking to the fans when it's going wrong. That's that's our, that was always our problem with him. He, he he hid away when it was going wrong, and he liked to put his mug over everything when it was going right. Shrinking violet, shrinking violet, just like that. Um, but yeah, fair enough. He's a bit Brent as well. David Brent. Yeah. That, that, that video was very David Brent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's something That's something to look forward to this season. How Ipswich Town get on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't done anything for a few years, have they? Let's be honest. Um, but that making Macclesfield, that's a good programme. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah I, Savage though. I cannot stand him. Makes you kind of want to just start a football club. Because it looks, it looks a breeze. The bloke bought the football club off of right move. That's mental in itself. <laughs> the bar, that looked incredible. Yeah. It's a nice little okay. sports bar. Um, high street bar, though. Did they call it 32s? Something like that. 32. Do we, we got to the bottom of why they called it that. Any Macclesfield fan, um, if you're in Brazil, Thailand, <laughs> wherever. Indonesia. Indonesia. Um, let me know what that 32 stands for. It's obviously something... Um, but yeah, Savage. I liked the bit where he kicked off and he got in the middle of the of the hoolies and he got they, they you know they both got stuck right in and they were like no way split it up right now. Yeah, there was a, there was a moment where you saw Robbie Savage absolutely shat himself. And he realized, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, he went sprinting in and then went oh shit yeah good point I'm uh yeah very a weird that is weird isn't it? Hmm. Like you, should a steward not do that or no, they got they had any stress that was the problem and but, also. There's no segregation at that level either, um, but no, it's good to see a um, it's good to see a club back again, isn't it? Yeah, I think most of the Macclesfield fans they were pretty happy with it. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, were you not supposed to turn potatoes at some point? Yeah, basically <laughs> they're fucked. So yeah, so so we're back. We are back. Um, podcasts coming every two weeks. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, let's hope so. Maybe um, maybe we'll attend the game. Maybe we won't. <laughs> if we get a free ticket. It's too cold at the moment. Yeah, I don't really... I, I, I'd rather spend my money on other stuff, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, we're back. We want one every every two weeks. Uh, we're still on our um, Twitter account, which is yeah. obviously at Brizzle Kicks, Kicks Pod. pod. Yeah. Um, Give us a like, give us a follow, drop us a tweet. Um, and then hopefully this time in two weeks, we'll have a Bristol Derby land up in the FA Cup. But 
actually, we'll probably end up getting someone like Coventry away. And losing. Yeah. And yeah. That'll be the end of a Bristol Derby dream for another year. Yeah, another year. Uh, and then no doubt first round go out next next season. Yeah. The joys, mate. The joys. Um, good to be back, though. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, I reckon. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.